dungeons. And hey, Thomas, what's the second part of the title of the game we it's all play? Dragons and Dungeons. Yeah, you missed the beautiful moment where that is what he said. The first part I of Dungeons not. and Dragons, dragons. The first D and D and D. Dragons and dragons and more that? dragons. Yeah. Diners, d- diners, drive-ins, dragons, and dives. <laughs> and dungeons? Diners and dungeons and drives-ins and di- dragons and dives. We're so good at English, and, guys. And Guy Fieri's. And, and, and Guy yeah. Fieri's. Yeah. Every character must be Guy Fieri. <laughs> Ooh, that's, there's some good content on that. There's some good content. You should add it to the Rex. All right, Noted. so. It's time. So far, I've planned out. Five whole episodes, guys. We made a plan, which I don't know that we've ever done. At least while Thomas and I have been here. No, 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 no. I, the last, I the last series of things was the the giants, and that was before we were involved. Invited. That was the last thing I planned too. So I mean, but with the, we're doing great. Oh, all right. So starting. Yep. yep. <laughs> 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 Starting off with the basics of dragons, as you probably know, they are winged reptiles that exist in what? the fantasy world. Don't they don't. are fearsome and cunning and all sorts of things. Um so the two main types of dragons in the um a player's handbook are the chromatics and the metallics. We're gonna cover chromatics this week, metallics next week. Changing this season that we're putting it out weekly. Yeah, next episode. Gotcha. Right. <laughs> she looked terrified Please. for a second. I was like, you were just saying you didn't know if you could edit like one clip into another one in the audio, and here you are promising I'm going to edit an episode every week. <laughs> Get your shit at the desktop computer and you start editing. You're going to start paying me to produce? Come on. Huh. No, no, no. Yeah, says the guy who just told us like two weeks ago that there was a Patreon for this show. There's not a Patreon. No, there's sure not. There's not. There's guys. not. It's there is, but it's not public. Yeah, so, <laughs> there is. Cut that. There's just never. You'll never find it because the internet lied to you, and you it won't let you find it. Google can't find it because I'm that good. All right, we are on page eighty-six of the Monster Manual. What's the What's the full range here? Because it's a range, right? For chromatic dragons, we're looking at eighty-six through. Here are those good, good page flips. Page flips. I've got a paper book, you guys. I like to work in paper through 103. Wow. I don't know. And that's only half. It's chunky. So. That is only half. We're missing the metallic ones. And then there's like whole dragon books. That was, that was, yeah. That was all the way up to where the metallics start. So this week we're covering chromatics. Um. Oh, wait. No. I skipped a spot. So. The consistent things about dragons, they've kind of got some consistent, unique properties that are kind of part of all dragons. Yeah, winged lizards. They're winged lizards. That's one that wasn't on my list. <laughs> you said that. Um, they have breath weapons. They have lair actions. They have legendary resistances, and they have legendary actions. So we will talk about the specifics of all those things as we go through. Don't forget their assholes. They all got assholes. They all got teeth. They, they all got. They the do all have assholes, but they're. Have. I'm saying they're all assholes as chromatic dragons. They are all evil. No, oh. no, no. I'm talking about all dragons in general, not just chromatic. Oh, yeah. No. I mean, they. All dragons have assholes. Everybody all dragons do have assholes, but do they have cloacas? Because they are reptiles. I mean, isn't that just a female thing? 
No. What? You're a biologist. No. I don't study <laughs> reptiles. I study fucking fish. Fish don't got cloacas. Those are close to reptiles in the water. Does that count? Like, no. Like geographically close? Yeah. I, yeah. That I You were talking about biology. They still don't got cloacas. <laughs> Turtles do. <laughs> Turtles do. Fair enough. They're Turtles reptiles. do. Regardless right, of so, sex. But they have a shell. So there are <laughs> five different types of chromatic dragons. And what differentiates each of these is that they all have their own special damage type. I think that specifically applies to their breath weapon. They all also all sort of have their own home biomes and different layers. Uh, resistance is always the same. We'll get there. Okay. Okay. So the five chromatics are black dragons, which do acid damage, blue dragons, which do lightning damage, green dragons, which do poison, red dragons, which do fire, and white dragons, which do cold. So. What, what, what do you think? Is cold or lightning more like minty? Which one's the minty breath? Uh, Menthol? I don't think there's I don't mint know. dragons. Lightning? That's going to make you tingle. Chromatic dragons. The black, blue, green, red, and white dragons represent the evil side of dragonkind. Aggressive, gluttonous, and vain, chromatic dragons are dark sages and powerful tyrants feared by all creatures, including each other. Oh, they can't be friends. I've already learned something. I I didn't know they were the bad ones, were the colorful ones. Oh. <laughs> Because precious metals are always aligned with evil, but okay. Well, um, driven by greed, chromatic dragons lust after treasure, and this greed colors their every scheme and plot, and apparently them. Uh, They believe that the world's wealth belongs to them by right, and a chromatic dragon seizes that wealth without regard for the humanoids and other creatures that have, quote, stolen it. Is Jeff Bezos a chromatic dragon? Hmm. Yeah, definitely. All billionaires questions. A dragon's hoard is the stuff of legend. However, chromatic dragons have no interest in commerce, amassing wealth for no other reason than to have it. Which Jeffrey you know, Bezos. <laughs> it's the only reason to have gold is because it's pretty, right? Creatures of ego, chromatic dragons are united by their sense of superiority, believing themselves the most powerful and worthy of all mortal creatures. When they interact with other creatures, it is only to further their own interests. They believe in their innate right to rule, and this belief is the cornerstone of every chromatic dragon's personality and worldview. Trying to humble a chromatic dragon is like trying to convince the wind to stop blowing. To these creatures, humanoids are animals, fit to serve as prey or beasts of burden, and wholly unworthy of respect. So a dragon's lair serves as the seat of its power and vault for its treasure. That's where it keeps all the good shit. Uh, with its innate toughness and tolerance for severe environmental effects, a dragon selects or builds a lair not for shelter, but for defense and despise. Or for, <laughs> and hatred. Uh, spite, not despise. Yeah. Favoring multiple entrances and exits and, securing for, uh, and security for its horde. Most chromatic dragon's lairs are hidden in the dangerous and remote locations to prevent all but the most <laughs> audacious mortals from reaching them. A black dragon la- might lair in the heart of a vast swamp, while a red dragon might claim the caldera of an active volcano. In addition to the natural defense of their lairs, powerful chromatic dragons use magical guardians, traps, and subservient creatures to protect their treasures. And lastly, we got to talk about the ruler of the chromatic dragons. 
Well, the all powerful. Each one was the most superior. So why would they have a ruler? They still have like a queen, evil god. So I mean, Uh, okay, okay. Yeah. So Tiamat, the dragon queen, is the chief deity of evil dragon kind. She dwells on Avernus, the first layer of the nine hells, as a lesser god. Tiamat has the power to grant spells to her worshippers, though she is loathed and to share her power. She epitomizes the avarice of evil dragons, believing that the multiverse and all of its treasures will one day be hers and hers alone. A little greedy. Tiamat, Jeff Bezos. One, I do keep thinking that you're saying TMI when you say Tiamat. Here's TMI about Tiamat. Let's dish. (laughs) It's easy. Tiamat is a giant dragon. Uh, she is a gigantic dragon whose five heads reflect the form of the chromatic dragons that worship her. Blue, black, green, red, and white. She is the terror on the battlefield, capable of annihilating whole armies with her fire breath, her five breath weapons, her formidable spell casting, and her fearsome claws. Tiamat's most hated enemy is Bahamut, the platinum dragon, with whom she shares controls of the faith of dragon kind. She also holds a special enmity for Asmodeus, who long ago stripped her of her rule of Avernus and who continues to curb the dragon queen's power. So she got shunted out of the nine hells because... Asmodeus <laughs> took her place. Alrighty, so what do we got more about chromatic dragons? So there are different dragon age categories that relate to their age and size. So wormlings are the smallest and the youngest. Those are dragons that are five years or less in age. Young are large creatures and they are six to a hundred years. They do not become adults until the age of 101 when they are considered huge creatures up to 800 years when they become ancient dragons and they are, those are gargantuan. Um, So anything 801 years or more is considered an ancient dragon. And as you go up these categories, they get more and more features and shit they can do to fuck up your D&D party. Um... There is also... How much would it fucking suck to live for like 801 or maybe like just 800 years and then have this like fucking party of like humans and maybe an elf or two come in and fuck your shit up? You're like, I was almost ancient. Almost. I mean, it's pretty hard to kill an ancient dragon. They also are smart, so they will run away. Oh, yeah, they are intelligent creatures. They'd be like, I ain't dying here. Peace. Yeah. Um, so, dragons are also innately magical creatures that can master a few spells as they age. So, you can use a variant where you make your dragons have spells. Um, a younger or a young or older dragon, so anything besides a wormling, can innately cast a number of spells equal to its charisma modifier. Each spell can be cast once a day, requiring no material components, and the spell's level can be no higher than one-third the dragon's challenge rating rounded down. The dragon's bonus to hit with spell attacks is equal to its proficiency bonus, and its plus its charisma bonus. So that could be a lot. Um, the dragon's spell save DC equals 8 plus its proficiency bonus and its charisma modifier. So, in addition to all the shit we're about to read, you can also give them spells damn all the spells okay four spells maybe if they're lucky it could spell disaster for your team it could 
Especially if they use power word kill. No, I'm just well, yes. Yes, that I seems wish. particularly dangerous. Exactly. All right. So, we're going to talk about Black Dragons now that we've detoured back to the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Black Dragons. These are the most evil-templed and vile of the chromatic dragons. Black dragons like to collect the wreckage and treasures of fallen peoples. They low seeing the weak prosper and revel in the collapse of the humanoid kingdoms. They make their homes in fetid swamps and crumbling ruins where kingdoms once stood. So they like old ruins and shit. Um, let's see. I'm not going to talk about what they look like. They're shiny and they're black. Skipping the head. You're going to skip the part where their head looks like a skull? Because that's like the darkest shit about this dragon. Really? Okay. Yeah. Then I'll read it fine. With deep socketed eyes and broad nasal openings, a black dragon's face resembles a skull. Its curving segmented horns are bone colored near the base and darkened to dead black at the tips. As the black dragon ages, the flesh around its horns and cheekbones deteriorates as though eaten by acid, leaving thin layers of hide and an that enhance its skeletal appearance. A black dragon's head is marked by spikes and horns. Its tongue is flat with a forked tip, so that sounds snake-like. And even slime, whose acidic scent adds to the dragon's reek of rotting vegetation and foul water. So this dragon fucking stinks. Have they smelled acid? Because it doesn't smell like rotting vegetation or foul it water. Doesn't. It doesn't. Like, it bro- does if it's on vegetation and skin. No, it's like sharp. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> when it hatches, a black dragon has glossy black scale. As it ages, the scales become thicker and duller, helping it blend into the marshes and blasted ruins that are its home. So all chromatic dragons are evil, but black dragons stand apart for their especially sadistic nature. It lives to watch a prey, watch its prey beg for mercy, and will often offer the illusion of respite or escape before finishing off its enemies. So, cruel and sadistic. Strikes kind of at a its dick move. Yeah, right. Super dick. Um, a black dragon strikes at its weakest dick. enemies first, ensuring a quick and brutal victory, which bolsters its ego as it terrifies its remaining foes. On the verge of defeat, a black dragon does anything it can to save itself, but accepts death before allowing any other creature to claim mastery over it. So, it will die rather than accept defeat, but it will run. Like a little bitch. Sounds like a big black dick. You, we're just ignoring it. It's yeah, fine. I see that. Hmm, okay. I've, I heard it for the second time. Oh. <laughs> I whispered it. She had no way of hearing it the first time. That's true. I had to make eye contact with you as you said it. It was awkward. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Cards Against Humanity, the biggest, blackest. It's box. Box. Um, foes and servants, black dragons hate and fear other dragons. They spy on draconic rivals from afar, looking for opportunities to slay weaker dragons and avoid stronger ones. If a stronger dragon threatens it, a black dragon abandons its its lair and seeks out new territory. 
Evil lizard folk venerate and serve black dragons, raiding humanoid settlements for treasure and food to give as tribute, and building crude draconic effigies along the borders of their dragon master's domain. A black dragon's malevolent influence might also cause the spontaneous creation of evil shambling mounds that seek out and slay good creatures approaching the dragon's lair. I think we've covered shambling mounds, but I would have to look. It's a very angry pile of weeds. Cool. And it will try to kill you in the start of Curse of Strahd. Just warning players out there. Oh, Uh, that's spoilers. spoilers. Kobolds (laughs) infest their lairs. infest the lairs of many black dragons like vermin. They become as cruel as their dark masters after often torturing and weakening captives with centipede bites and scorpion stings before delivering them to sate the dragon's hunger. Lovely. Just sign me up Mm. for a vacation. (laughs) Come to the black dragon's lair in the abandoned kingdom of Avalon. We've got snakes, centipedes, rashes, cobalt. Cobalt. (laughs) You name it. (laughs) We've got it. Acid baths. Acids. Exfoliating acid baths. Yeah. So much, so exfoliating, you won't have skin anymore. (laughs) It's a feature, (laughs) not a bug. Yeah. But we have bugs, too. (laughs) We don't don't forget the bugs. Don't you They come with every bed, and every bite comes with a free larger bite from a dragon. Mm -hmm. Wealth of the Ancients. Black dragons hoard the treasures and magic items of crumbled empires and conquered kingdoms to remind themselves of their greatness. I mean, I like to keep a trophy or two, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, The more civilizations a dragon outlasts, the more entitled it feels to claim the wealth of current civilization for for itself. I mean, that's fair, right? Like, if you outlasted a couple civilizations, wouldn't you feel slightly entitled? I mean, you say that, but then imagine that 800 and however many days are in a solar cycle for whatever this dragon's age is. Like, that last one right before 801, dying right before they're ancient. Bitch. (laughs) <laughs> maybe am i covering dragon's lair or am i handing it back to you we're not there yet what do you mean we're not there yet we gotta cover the stat block okay fine so we're gonna talk I get about to cover the, the lair um these Dude, kind what? of what what i said i get to cover the lair oh gotcha gotcha he made bedroom eyes at me and said lair <laughs> and i was like wait a minute what he's inviting you to his lair ah i've been there <laughs> <laughs> get out of my bedroom his dog it was great and we'll Cougar. start calling our bedroom that the lair oh well hmm. coming hmm. to the lab yeah unfortunately i share it with a black dragon <laughs> <laughs> so we're gonna talk about the adult it's sort of the in middle the room? Uh, oh no the dragon <laughs> there's no adults in the room there are certainly no adults in this room <laughs> Um, this is stronger than the young and the wormling black dragons, but less strong than the ancient. If you want to know the details of those, look in your player handbook. They're there. Wormling monster is manual. The they're they're in the monster manual. Damn it! Wrong book. Don't look. In she your looked. Handbook. She looked at the cover. She looked at the cover. <laughs> Get off my ass. <laughs> my ass. Get off of it. You've been on my ass for too long. Time to get off. What's funny is I looked at it earlier and caught myself and looked to see if you noticed and you hadn't. And I was grateful. 
<laughs> it's been a minute, guys. We've been on break. All right. Adult Black Dragon is a huge dragon, and they are chaotic evil, as are all the adult chromatic dragons. They have an AC. All dragons. They're all, all assholes. They're not, they're not all evil. All the chromatics are evil. Yeah. Oh, they're all evil. They don't all have to be chaotic evil. Oh, okay. Right. Some of them are That's... lawful. Oh. oh, yeah, you're right. The other ones are lawful and shit. It's almost like he's looked at dragons before. Yeah, it's almost like I've never looked at dragons <laughs> almost. before. It, mm, somebody <laughs> might get that impression. They have an Man. armor class of 19, which is a natural armor. They have Naturally. 195 or 17 D12 plus 85 hit points. I can't do that math. I can't either. That's why I said 195. Uh, they have a speed of 40 feet flying, 80 feet on the ground. No, no 40 feet <laughs> flying, 80 feet. Com- commas, guys. Commas, commas are hard. Are important. 40 feet on the ground, 80 feet when flying. Swimming, 40 feet again. Damn. They have a strength of plus six, a dex of plus two, a con of plus five, intelligence plus two, wisdom plus one, and charisma of plus Three. So these guys got strength and some constitution. Probably not as charismatic as some of the other dragons. Um, they got for their saving throws plus seven to dexterity, plus ten to constitution, plus six to wisdom, and plus eight to charisma. So probably a bit challenging to, uh, you know, do those spells that require saving throws and such. Um, they are highly perceptive with a plus 11 to perception and plus 7 to stealth. Um, they are immune to acid damage. I mean, I hope so. They are <laughs> a, cre- a creature of acid, so that makes sense. Um, they have 60 feet blind sight, 120 feet of dark vision, and a 21 passive perception. Hard to sneak up on these bitches. <laughs> Um, they speak common and draconic, and they are a CR of 14. You would think if they lived for 800 years, they'd learn a couple more languages. Well, these guys might only be, like, 101 years. Like, an adult, that's a big range, 101 to 800. Like, you surely grow in there, so. Right, there's room for growth. Room for growth. (laughs) Character growth. I don't know. I had a whole year off and I didn't do anything during COVID. I didn't learn a language. You think they got time for that? They're ruling the world and collecting gold. Yeah. You took a year off? No, COVID. <laughs> we all took a year off. Bad. I worked no. so much harder during COVID. I don't I... know about all these people who got to, you know, work in physical places and they got time off, which sucks. I know. They didn't get paid. Got to maintain appearances even if you're working remotely. I had to go to the lab. It sucked. That does suck. Dragons are amphibious. Or this one is. <laughs> I don't know about the others. I'm just looking at the one. They can breathe air and water. Ooh, so he's got gills? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think that's how reptiles work. Most Those are amphibians. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, like adult and i believe ancient but not the younger dragons they have legendary resistance so that means three times a day if they fail a saving throw they can instead choose to succeed 
You just choose. No re-roll on nothing. You just choose to succeed and you've succeeded. But only three times. But only three times a day. Um, they have a lot of actions they can do. Um, so they can multi, they have multi-attack, which means it can use its frightful presence, which I'll cover in a second, and then it can make three attacks, one bite and two claws. The bite is a melee weapon attack, plus 11 to hit, one target, 2d10 plus 6 piercing damage, plus 1d8 acid damage. So it does that once, and then it hits twice with its claws, plus 11 to hit, one target, um... 2d6 plus 6 slashing damage. No poison there. Um, it can alternatively do a tail attack. Um, which I believe tail is whip. a legendary action. Yep. That just lowers defense. What? Nothing. I didn't get your joke. It's fine. There's a Pokemon reference and he should feel ashamed of himself. <laughs> okay. Uh, no. They played a lot of Pokemon over the Christmas break. I did play a lot of Pokemon over Christmas break. Um, so the tail, which it can use as a legendary action, is plus 11 to hit. Reach of 15, 2d8 plus 6 bludgeoning. The frightful presence, each creature of the dragon's choice that is within 120 feet and aware of it. So this is, it seems like everybody must yep. succeed on a DC 16 wisdom saving throw or become frightened for one minute. He's He has a frightening presence, but only to the people he chooses to have a frightening presence. That's... Yeah. Mm, hmm. Um, the creature repeats its saving throw at the end of each of its turn and in the effect on itself on a success if a creature's saving throw is successful or the effect ends for it, it's now immune to that for the next 24 hours. So... So it can do that, and then it can attack three times when you're afraid of it, so that's pretty brutal. But the most brutal is the acid breath. Yes. The dragon exhales acid in a 60-foot line that is five feet wide. Each creature in that line must make a DC 18 deck saving throw, taking 12d8 acid damage on a fail or half as much on a success. 12d8? 12d8. And it uses that once, and then each round it gets to roll... And if it rolls a five or six, it recharges and gets it back. It rolls a d6. It rolls a d6. Okay. And on a five or six, it gets that back. Um, so 33% chance. Yeah. And that, based on my experience, Repeating, whether it gets that breath weapon back can really make or break how a fight goes. Because 12d8 can be brutal. Is. Not can be. Is. Well, I, mean, I guess. It could be 12 damage. I've wiped or bodies it, with or breath it weapons. Could be ninety six damage. Yes, I. Mm. I've killed parties with breath weapons before. Oh yeah, of course you have. I'm sure you have. I like how you say Most not even them. like uh members. He's killed parties, whole parties, TPKs. A few survivors with resistance. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um. Is this the dragon's breath weapon or? Mm-hmm. No. And then a... Not yours. Um, yes. My halitosis is very powerful. It does 12d6 um, 12 breath damage. <laughs> so still weaker than the dragons. But it's not as powerful as a dragon. Not as All powerful right. as that. So the next thing we're going to cover is the legendary actions. 
The dragon can take three legendary actions, choosing from the options below. Only one legendary action option can be used at a time. And only at the end of another creature's turn, the dragon regains spent legendary actions at the start of its turn. So every round of combat after other creatures act, it gets to do one of the one of these actions. three times. So it's a layer action is something that does not happen on the dragon's turn. Legendary. Legendary action. Happens not on the dragon's turn, but when the when a PC ends its turn, the dragon can choose to take a legendary action. And it can do that three times every round, essentially. Depending on the price, because some of them cost two. Yes, yes. So the first one is detect. The dragon makes a perception check. Um, I guess that's to help it find opponents. Um, it's already got like, what, a 12 passive perception? 21. 11? Huh? 21. 21 passive perception? Like, yeah, it, it knows you're there. Um, it can make a tail attack, which I described above in the actions. Or it can make a wing attack, which costs two of its actions. So this is the one that costs multiple. So if you do this, you only get to do one other one. The dragon beats its wings. Each creature within 10 feet of the dragon must succeed on a DC 19 dexterity saving throw or take 2d6 plus 6 bludgeoning damage and be knocked prone and then the dragon can fly up to half its flying speed so it can hurt you knock you down and move some more but it costs two all right so the last thing that the dragon gets to do is layer actions zach take it away all right so layer actions are how you really really mess up the party if you're feeling it it really depends because some of them can be fluff some of them can be hey i'm gonna ruin your day so lair actions always happen on the initiative count 20 and it always loses so if your monk rolls an initiative of 20 dragon comes second sorry even if it has a better dexterity which it probably doesn't it's a monk uh so the dragon takes the lair action on the 20th initiative count again losing ties um it can't use the same effects twice in a row though so you have to be a little flexible with these uh and generally I've always kind of ruled it that they have to be a little bigger in order to do layer actions uh, because they need to, one, have a layer. Two, uh, they also need to, you know, actually uh, be big enough to impact the area around them. They are magical after all. You might make these a little punier depending on the level of the party and what monster they're fighting. So black dragons dwell in swamps as afraid edges of civilization. A black dragon's lair is a dismal cave, grotto, or ruin that is at least partially flooded, providing pools where the dragon rests and where its victims can ferment. Hmm. The lair is littered with acid-pitted bones of previous victims and the fly-ridden carcasses of fresh kills. Watched over by crumbling statues, centipedes, scorpions, and snakes infest their lair, which is filled with the stench of death and decay. So automatically... Great Airbnb review. Yeah, mm-hmm. smells soups good and Delicious. lots of carcasses about all over the place. Well the done, place. decorated. I think Joanne from Chip and Joanna's Magnolia decorated this place. You got a little crumbled bodies and you got shiplap. They're ready to go. So <laughs> pools of water with a dragon can see within 120 feet of surge outwards and grasping tides any creature on the ground within 20 feet of such a pool must succeed on a dc 15 strength saving throw or be pulled up to 20 feet into the water and knocked prone not a fun situation water grabs you pulls you in having a bad time 
A cloud of swarming insect fills a 20-foot radius sphere centered on a point the dragon chooses within 120 feet of it. The cloud spreads across corners and remains until the dragon dismisses it as an action. Uses the slayer action again, it dies. The cloud is lightly obscured. Any creature in the cloud when it appears must make a DC 15 constitution saving throw, taking 10 or 3d6 piercing damage on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. A creature that ends in its turn also takes the same piercing damage. And then Somehow the idea that insects do piercing damage I find really disturbing. I know that that's what makes the most sense, but I find it so disturbing in the way that it feels Bites. on my skin right now. Bites. Piercing. Piercing. I hate it. Okay. Sorry. A bludgeoning insect would be kind of... Actually, June bugs do bludgeoning. June, I was going to say June bugs bludgeon right in your fucking eye. You know you've been in the south when a June bugs bludgeon you to death. Uh, and then <laughs> their last lair action is a magical darkness that spreads from the point the dragon chooses within 60 feet of it, filling a 15-foot radius sphere until the dra- dragon dismisses it as an action, uses this lair action again, or dies. Just that inconvenient thing. The darkness spreads uh, around corners, and creatures with dark vision can't see through this darkness, and non-magical light can illuminate it. If any of the effect's areas overlap with the area of the light created by the cell, second or lower, the spell is created, the light is dispelled. That's just your standard level darkness spell. So they can cast darkness, a second level spell. Woo! Uh, They can also do a swarming insect cloud, which is technically a spell but different uh this one lasts longer and then lastly uh pools of water for grasping so they don't necessarily do damage with their first layer action but it's a good way to get them into the water and ruin their day so you can say then you gotta start dealing with like drowning and shit or getting out of the water and yes. all sorts of fun things and they swim just as fast as they run we walk yeah not terrifying to approach that so they have a good swim speed yes um one thing to consider though is in the water unless you're using water-based weapons (laughs) or magic you're at disadvantage because you're fighting Mm -hmm. water making it easier i don't see any dragon with any wits fighting outside of their lair uh unless they're not where they're supposed to be and then two it would also be i don't see them fighting out of their home turf the water is a good place for them especially if they have an exit strategy which they're all intelligent they're gonna have an exit strategy uh lastly kind of in tandem with layer effects but more on a larger scale so not really combat suggestive are regional effects uh the region containing a legendary dragon's black lair excuse me the region containing a legendary black dragon's lair is warped by the dragon's magic, which creates one or more of the following effects. The land within six miles of the lair takes twice as long as normal to traverse, since the plants grow thick and twisted and the swamps are thick with reeking mud. Water sources within one mile of the lair are supernaturally fouled. Enemies of the dragon that drink such water regurgitate it within minutes. And then fog lightly obscures the land within six miles of its lair. If the dragon dies, it takes up to 1d10 for everything to go back to normal. Days. 1d10 days, I should say. Yeah, so you might, I guess, use something like that as a hint to a party that you're approaching a dragon's lair, maybe, or that the dragon is nearby. Yes, that is a good indication that you are setting them up for something that's going to be rough. 
Um, I would say they are arcane creatures, or you could even use history as a role to see if people know, like, oh, these are indications of a dragon being nearby. A fog bank, probably not as much. Wells being poisoned, that'd be interesting. So right there, that's already kind of a plot point. Maybe you have a younger black dragon wormling that's just moved in next door, um, which for reference, they are a CR of two. This is a baby. This yeah, thing you could probably like kick it. I know it's evil, but don't kill the baby dragon. Kill the baby dragon. That's some XP it right it there, party. Yeah, and comes back and fucks your shit up. As He's a asshole. baby, so, though. Baby acid dragon. Can't um, even control his acid. Just Zach. acid everywhere. Well, okay. So the layer action, or the not the layer actions, the regional actions says a legendary black dragon. Is that any dragon of any age? Um, has regional effects so because yeah none of them are considered legendary unless yeah. i would say my my biggest thing is if you can give them the if they have legendary resistances they are a legendary creature and also okay. legendary actions so in this case it's an adult and higher okay um I would say you probably couldn't use like a young one fouling the water near the area. It would definitely be something bigger to have such magical impacts on the area. That's the requirement. That's how I've always interpreted that. If it says it's legendary, they have to have actions and saves or resistances. Okay. Excuse yeah, me. That makes sense. Cool. You want to tell us more about your thoughts on dragon, black dragons or how you'd like to use them? So black dragons oh, confuse me. Dragon. I love using black dragons. They're fun. But I always, as we kind of had a discussion earlier, I forget which one's poison and which one's acid. Because to book me, that tells you. there's a book that tells me, yes. But I always think that green is associated with acid and everything that I've ever read or watched on television. And then black is poison but green but green is also associated with poison to me like if you like think of a vial of poison it's either purple or green in my head mm -hmm. what about cusco's poison the poison for cusco i'm pretty sure that was like a pinkish red uh, i was thinking the that poison. was a purple one damn it what color is cusco's poison google the poison the poison for cusco cusco's poison cusco's poison is Cusco's My spinach poison <laughs> it's pink you're right you led pink <laughs> So his is pink. Not it's like a purple? bright pink. Yeah. So, um, I mean, it doesn't matter. I always just get them mixed up. So I I like the idea of building up to one of these, particularly if the party is bigger. This is an asshole of a creature. It's going to ruin people's day to the point where maybe it's kind of impacting the area around them where all of these kobolds and uh, lizard folk are storming the area trying to pay tribute to it because it's moved in recently. Uh, that could be like an angsty teenage dragon or something, maybe more like a young one that's just like, I'm setting up my own lair. Uh, and it's kind of harassing the local fauna to make them bring humanoid sacrifices to it so, or so, bring gourd. So, so if we have baby dragons, do we get to play any with like baby parent dragon? Like when does the baby dragon leave the nest or would you ever come across a nest of baby dragons? Uh, I would say normally like once they hatch, it's kind of like one of those bird species. that's like, you're an adult now fucking fly the nest like as soon as they can fly they're probably you got gonna out be of an egg you're on your own you're on yeah. your own you can figure it out um i think that would be a great way to get your ass kicked by an adult dragon 
kill a baby, oh, you're in trouble. Angsty teen flying off young, that's probably about when you'd probably say they're on their own and flying away. Uh, though it might be closer to youngling or wormling, excuse me. Adrian's uh, just pulled up a custom Magic the Gathering card that is Cusco's poison. The poison for Cusco? Cusco's poison? Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah. Um, the uh, one thing I like about them is they are terrifying creatures. Um, and the fact that they are swimming gives you a really good opportunity to give them more of an aquatic feel to them to where there's a swamp. They have The party has to get through the swamp. The party has to interact with all these horrible things in the swamp, whether they've turned creatures against them they've made it inhospitable to live in that sounds horrible uh and then the black dragons are just that they're scary terrifying creatures that are going to ruin someone's life and i can see them toying with the party particularly the oh, they last definitely one play with their food yeah they are definitely playing with their food i kind of picture the scene of the mouse with uh uh Scar. What's his name? Scar. Yeah, and he's just playing with it kind of like that. That's the vibe I get from these guys, and they're voiced by Jeffrey Lyon. Uh, and so <laughs> they're just kind of playing with it for a bit. But I, for like a moment that will always stick with your party's heads is if the, drag, if the party's close to a wipe, then that's where you watch the dragon will be like, oh, you're the last one. You can go free. You'll be fine. Just walk through the cave door. And then before they can get it, you just hear like scales sliding across each other and blackness as the dragon was messing with you. They are just going to kill you for fun and then eat you. So he's got TPKs down. Fun to mess with people. I mean, that's for the plot, not for the murder. You got to remember, you got to give a good story. Sure. Sometimes the DM is the murder hobo. I mean, it's kind of my (laughs) job to a degree. It's to be challenging. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's good ways to use that. The younger ones are going to be like moving around more. I would say younger and below younger and wormling are the ones you're going to see out and about adults. They're going to be in their lair. They're not going to leave unless they have to. Um, and that's what they're going to do with it. Um, it used to be that uh, black, all chromatic dragons used to be able to turn into humans. I think they actually switched that in fifth edition and gave it to metallic ones, but we'll cover that. In the next episode. Ooh, teasers. Ooh. Should we move on to the item? Yeah, the item. What you got? Well, I figured we'd go dragon adjacent. And so I'm on the player's handbook. No. You sure it's the player's handbook? Because it's It's normally the Dungeon Master's Guide. Guide. Damn it. It is the Dungeon Master's Guide. We don't even use the player's we handbook. We don't use the podcast. player's handbook. God damn it. If it makes you feel better, not many people use the Dungeon Master's Guide. Yeah. Because uh-huh. once you've read the player's handbook, you kind of know what you're doing. Yeah. That's the first thing I give people before I give them a DMG is I'll give them a player's handbook because that's what you need to run that's, the game. That's where all the stuff you need to know is all the other yep. stuff you can just make up for fun. Yep. or just loop. buy a module. One, page 165 of the mm. Dungeons Master's Guide. We're looking at the dragon scale, male. So, we're not phoning it in, it's male. Like... Snail mail. Like male, male, male. Like, makes me want to wag my tail. Mail! 
<laughs> oh god, I'm so glad I'm not the only one who thought that in my head. I was like, don't sing Blues Clues. Well, we're millennials. failed we're at that. I didn't I helped. sing it. Zach I sang it. it. Mm-hmm. I have no mm-hmm. shame. I, we know. Um, armor, scale mail. Very rare. Requires attunement. Dragon scale mail is made of the scales of one kind of dragon. Sometimes dragons collect their cast-off scales and gift them to humanoids. Doesn't seem like a thing a black dragon would do. Not um, chromatic ones. T- other times, hunters carefully skin and preserve the hide of a dead dragon. In either case, dragon scale mail is highly valued. While wearing this armor, you gain a plus one bonus to AC. You have advantage on saving throws against the frightful presence and dragon and breath weapons of dragons. And you have resistance to one damage type that is determined by the kind of dragon that provided the scales. See the table below. Hint, hint. It matches the colors of the dragons we talked about earlier. Um, additionally... I think this is pretty cool. You can focus your senses as an action to magically discern the distance and direction to the closest dragon within 30 miles of you that is the same type as the armor. This special action can't be used again until the next dawn. So you're like, you know, the compass in in um, um, that tells your true heart's desire direction to it. The golden uh, compass? Or the one from no, no. Pirates of the Caribbean, Pirates, Treasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, that one. Oh, that one, okay. Yeah, but it's armor for one specific type of dragon. So not quite as... Yeah, that's like pretty niche. Like, you're hunting a white dragon, but then you also just happen to have white dragon scale mill. Seems pretty niche, but... Well, I mean, if it's if it's an adult or an ancient, the chances are of... It's of just like... been shedding scales around and someone's been collecting them. You have to harvest them carefully. Uh, okay. I uh, yeah. So well, no. I'm thinking like, oh, it gifted somebody some scales, and I I guess I would think of this more on like, you're not seeking to kill a dragon. You're seeking the dragon out for advice and wisdom. And not a co- not a not a colored one. Dragon. Obviously, obviously that not. That sounded a... bad, guys. Chromatic. That's better. <laughs> we don't have Sounds like you guys adults. like specified which fountains these dragons could drink out of, and y'all should be ashamed. Wow! 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 That's wow! Not wow. okay. You went there. We did not. You said it. We said a word with no connotation. That was all you. Um. We are too southern. It's bad. It is. Yes. Uh. But yeah, no, no, no. If like seeking out a dragon, the chances are if it's been there for a long time, maybe at some point it gifted an elder of a town a a, a scale armor, and like it's been passed down for generations at this point. But like it's still around, and now you're trying to seek that dragon out for advice on something or whatever. I don't know. I feel like that could be useful, it, or it could be used. Yeah. We killed a white dragon in my current campaign, not running, playing, and we turned it into armor for ourselves. So we had to roll checks to harvest the uh, hide and the scales, and then we had to pay a craftsperson to make it for us. Mm. And it's great. A little expensive, very expensive. 
Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm a halfling, go. so it was half off. Yeah. Nice. You're also a rogue. Can you wear this armor? I guess it's male, so it's So it's it was lighter. scale male. It's not good for that, so they let me wear make hide, so I use dragon hide for mine. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Probably not the same effects as the skin. Uh the DM ruled that we could have the same effects with the okay. plus one from the hide and all the same magical bonuses. Mm. Benevolent of that DM. Right? Very <laughs> right. nice DM. But yeah, just colors black is acid resistance, blue is lightning resistance, brass is fire resistance, bronze is lightning resistance, copper is acid resistance, gold is fire resistant, green is poison resistant, red is fire resistant, silver is cold, and white is cold resistant. Cool. Heck yeah. Silver so. and white are the same, and yep. gold and red are the same. Preview okay, cool. of the damage types of the metallic dragons. Yeah. Blue and bronze. Oh, yeah. Man, there's a lot of repeats in here. Yeah. They, it's like they each have their own matched. opposites. Yeah. It's like they're paired. <laughs> Good and evil. Yep. I read ahead. I knew this. Yeah. All right. So you're going to get... Oh, sorry. I was going to say you are going to get, you'll probably be gifted a, an armor set if it's a good dragon or a chromatic or a metallic one. You're going to have to harvest that other one. Definitely going to have to take that right. one for your own. Or murder the person who was like serving the dragon and they gifted it to him, maybe. That's You're true. Like, oh, you could I'm take mur- out one of their. Hench- murder a henchman. When in doubt, Steals kill the henchman. Always yeah, kill the yeah. henchman. They don't even have dental. <laughs> they don't even have dental. Those are some evil dragons. Right? Zach, do you have a DM tip for us? I feel like he's just been tipping us this whole time. He I've been giving you tips this, this entire... This is a tipful. Zach this is, is a... filled with the tips. Alrighty. So, uh, tip for this session is going to be more of a technical aspect. Uh, I myself don't make creatures for D&D, but I'll often put together stories and plots for D&D. I'm not good at making creatures because... They're not settings. I am lazy. I can use a book for that. Uh, When it comes to settings, though, uh, you can always input, put your font, your text, and everything into the uh, most official-looking version. So for those of you who are probably more familiar with the more homebrewed content, so stuff that was either sold on like Drive-Thru RPG, the DM's Binder, or something like that, the GM's Binder, I can't remember which one it is, uh, you can find all of these things that are look, they look really well formatted. They look exactly like uh, the books you get from Wizards of the Coast. Uh, there's a, probably a chance that those are made on Home Brewery, uh, which is uh, hosted by Natural Crit. So homebrewery.naturalcrit.com. Uh, here is where you can essentially use, I, I've called it Markdown. You can also call it HTML, however you want to note it. Uh, you can use the specific formats to make your text look exactly the same as something that is made from uh, or to look like content that was produced by Wizards of the Coast. It makes it look more official. Please, I beg you, run Grammarly on your stuff. The number of times <laughs> I've read GM, or not GM stuff, but homebrewed stuff and the spelling errors. We can't fault you because even the book has spelling errors, so there's no judgment at that. But they fix those in print. But we will judge you for overuse of commas. Or semicolons. If you Not a semicolon. If you use a... Um, no, it is a semicolon. If you use a semicolon wrong, you're wrong. Yes. No. So semicolon just is just two sentences without a conjunction. There yeah. you go. 
just fuck it. That's all why, it is. Why bother? Just write two sentences. So I say, just make it two sentences, guys. That's what I do. Yeah, semicolon. But what if they're really, reason. really related to each other? Then they'll. That's be why back. they're next to each other. They'll be next to each other. It'll make sense. Semicolons. Mm. It's the way to put your run-on sentences together. I okay. guess that seems like it cheating. Is. So with that in mind, though, you'll, you'll be able to go in through here and they have like guides on how to actually put your text together. You're essentially going to make a really nice piece of work that you can sell possibly. So if you're in the market of saying supporting yourself for D&D, uh, remember that D&D uh, &D and Wizards of the Coast is all under the creative commons that comes through uh, on creating excuse me on making copywritten material in this case dnd &D, wizards of the coast wants you to share so if you can come up with something that you think is worth marketing have it laid out in this nice home brewery style put that shit on uh drive through rpg or through the gm binder and start making that money uh people can donate to you you can also list things up there for free uh and people have the option to pay what they want uh it's completely up to you or you can set your content up there as always it never hurts to also check out kickstarter you're going to find a lot of great content on kickstarter i for one have found one griffin's saddlebag is great if you like magic items we've referenced it a few times here on the show uh, i've also got a uh starlight archive i believe don't quote me on that one they emailed me today and i didn't read it yet because it's about shipment i think and then the other one I've done is the Avatar, the Last Airbender Legends RPG models module. So there's a whole new game based off of that that I've kickstarted that all should be coming in fairly soon. And I'm excited. New content, new stuff, new books, new places to go. So if you're not finding what you want, make it yourself. Sell it. Uh, if you think your friends are really nice and they're not lying to you and you ask them how the session went and if they like the plot for your campaign, make that thing real. Publicize it. Throw your characters, uh, your players' characters into it as NPCs so that they can see them again uh, and recognize them into the world. Yeah. At least, you know, show your stuff for sale to Zach because he is like a, a dragon that hoards D&D uh, &D content. So. I hoard dice and D&D &D books. <laughs> yes, yes, he does. I need to rearrange my bookshelf because I can't see them because they're too low and I'm tall. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. They need to be predominantly displayed in my living room. Predominantly? Or... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Sure. <laughs> you couldn't think of a better word, could you? I did, I did, uh, but I... Prominently I know. was probably... Prominently! Thank you! Yeah. Yes, no. <laughs> I was That's getting there. probably just... the better word, and I'm too tired to think which one it's, is better. It's prominently the better word, yeah. Uh -huh. Right? Prominently. Prominently displayed. You could prominently feature all of your content on the website. You can also find us prominently displayed on our social medias of choice, which are what, Media. Adria? Media. Instagram. Just the one. Just I, the one. Twitter's, Twitter's dead. Don't go there. Elon's not, there. We don't want to go there. I'm not going there. And what Instagram is our... Instagram is not dead. It's at sweet T and D and D, all spelled out with letters. That it is. That is how spelling yep, works. There's no numbers in there. We don't have hieroglyphics because we didn't have that function available on our keyboard. Uh, so with that, do you have any recommendations well, for content yeah, there, Thomas? Yeah, we, we, we yeah. I was just plugging our socials early because it was a good transition. Yeah, I didn't forget. I don't know what you're talking about. This is only like episode 70 something. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, and I've only I've written out the outline this time, so we all which we are all ignoring. Changed. I'm the not page ignoring. Away from that. I'm looking at it. 
So Actually, I'm doing the wreck this week, and I am covering what has inspired me to suggest this dragon series, and that is the current season of Not Another D&D Podcast, also known as NADPOD. They are doing a dragon-heavy campaign right now. It's very fun. There's different factions representing the different color dragons. Um, and I am just super enjoying it. It's very fun um, how they act out all the different dragons and the factions. There are, there are elves that worship the dragons and stuff. Um, and it's a funny, funny show. It's currently my favorite D&D podcast. So Ooh, it, it's, it's superseded uh, Dungeons & Daddies, huh? Yeah, it has superseded Dungeons and Daddies with the new seasons of each. It is now officially my favorite that's a, at the moment. That's a big move. It that is a big is move. A big move cuz Dungeons and Daddies is hilarious. It is. It is, but I'm loving the the dragons and all the fun Nadpod antics. So, check that out. They do got antics on they do. the podcast feeds. They Probably do the have antics your choice. Probably the same apps that you use to find this podcast. That is how podcasts work. That's how podcasts feeds. work. Right. RSS feeds. That's all we have. Yeah, check us out on social. All right, everybody, say goodbye. Bye. 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 Podcast work. That's how podcasts feeds. work. Right. RSS feeds. That's all we have. Yeah, check us out on social. All right, everybody, say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.